MVP GAS. <laughs> nah, let me start differently. <laughs> Welcome to MVP Podcast, also known as Most Valuable Photography Podcast. MVP, Most Valuable Photography Podcast. I'm Clay. And I'm Devon. And we are here to talk about GAS. Yes. What does it stand for, Devon? Um, GAS stands for Gear Acquisition Syndrome. Yes. Now, this is not a real, true medical condition, everyone. I think it is. <laughs> but okay <clears throat> we're 50 50 on that and yes. we both suffer from it yes very much so. one more than the other but i won't say who <laughs> yeah. we won't say we won't say clay's name outside out loud <laughs> no we will not <laughs> yeah and i i um you know gear acquisition syndrome for for people who are you know new to this lingo to this this is this an ac- what is it acronym is that yeah yep yeah um it is for most regular photographers, it is when a, a, a brand that they shoot under, like let's say they're a Sony or a Canon shooter, and that company comes up with a new camera, they instantly must have it, even though the camera they have is sufficient enough. Now, when film photography became extremely cheap, when digital took over, there were multiple camera bodies and lenses that became super available to us mere mortal photographers and film photographers perhaps display a greater chance of gas because of the 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 affordability of film gear would you would you not agree um i would say yes um but some of the stuff that people are can we say hoarding or collecting (laughs) um Mm -hmm. is not even cheap anymore anymore um, not anymore anymore i think it's right. definitely um something where um but definitely you're you're looking at people spending 60 dollars here 40 dollars here um and you know but if you look at people's collections they probably have thousands of dollars worth of stuff you know <laughs> yes so I th- yeah some of us have book uh two bookcases full of gear yes yes so we, we won't uh, say which one of us <laughs> no uh <laughs> we won't say Clay's <laughs> name out loud. <laughs> but um no, I think um but even in the digital realm, I think there's always a latest and greatest. There's always a virgin two. There's always um, you know, a new company on the market that claims to be better. So you find people collecting um, tons of stuff. Some people uh, find themselves, you know, downloading a million presets for Lightroom or, mm-hmm. you know, downloading the latest and greatest plugin for retouching. And I think the problem with gas is that you never get really good at anything because I feel like with photography, a lot of stuff is just about learning how to use the gear you have and maximizing it, learning its strengths and its weaknesses and playing to both of those. Um, mm-hmm. And I think when you get gas, you have so much gear, you know, you end up trying to use it all, either mm-hmm. not trying to use it or, or it just sits, you know, pristine on a shelf <laughs> or mm-hmm. pristine in the mm-hmm. packaging. And you bought it just to have it because, mm-hmm. you know, you watched YouTube, you saw a photographer use something. And in your mind, you're like, I need that, you know, and we've all done it. You know, it looks great. Whatever they produced, um, 
that you saw, whether it was the image or whether it was just them working with the camera or the gear looked um, interesting or piqued your interest, mm-hmm. then you go off and, and you buy it. And, um, you know, this time of year is dangerous because there's tons of rebates. Everything's on sale. So you can even with higher priced gear, um, you can get it cheaper. I was just at a camera show and Sony was taking you could trade in anything, any piece of ca- any um, any digital camera, any fil- camera body that you had. Mm. And they would give you four hundred dollars for it wow. if you were purchasing. But you had to be purchasing an A7R four. So mm. they would the give you the. Re- yeah. So they give you their latest and greatest. Um, it would give you $400 for, it could be anything working, not working. Plus it was an additional, I think $300 rebate on top of that. So you're saving $700 on the camera. So mm-hmm. they, they know how to appeal to your gas. Um, but my thing is the way I kind of control my gas is to say, is this going to make, what, what problem is this going to solve for me? And that's how I, mm-hmm. um, kind of control it because when you're adding you know, gear to your kit, it should be filling in a, a gap. You know, um, do you need, you know, do you necessarily need a 50 millimeter 1.8, a 50 millimeter 1.4, a 50 millimeter 1.2? <laughs> like at what point does it get redundant? And yeah. I think there's other things that you can probably add to your photography um, kit that would make your shooting more pleasurable it doesn't make sense like i always tell people it doesn't make sense to buy a three thousand dollar camera and a forty dollar tripod you know you're gonna put your three thousand dollar camera on a tripod you found on sale at best buy that's not you know it's not stable and it's gonna topple over if somebody sneezes next to it (laughs) so you know i think those type of things um change change your shooting experience um my biggest thing was i went from uh, just speaking about tripods something as simple mm-hmm. as going from a tripod that has um a pan head to a ball head changed my life you mm-hmm. know shooting headshots with a pan head is difficult shooting with a ball head is a jo- you know it's much more pleasurable you know yeah. so as the person is moving it's just you know it's those little type of things that um make life better and you know just working with a tripod that's set up right that's easy to adjust you know i've had you know i did the same thing i bought the cheap tripod and they don't work well they're very finicky to move around and you know it makes your shooting experience not as pleasurable and i I think that's what it comes about to and and often i tell people when they're getting into photography just save a little bit more money because yeah you could go get the walmart tripod but you're gonna buy it multiple times right you know and then and then finally you know later on when you realize yeah i do need a better tripod you could have just spent the money on that better tripod in the first place yes yes um you know it's one of those things what is it uh buy cheap buy twice (laughs) <laughs> you yeah, know exactly. so and and i think it comes down to think about how long you're going to have it you can buy a really um it doesn't have to be expensive but let's say mid-price something like a tripod you're going to have it for 30 years like you're never going to buy another one it's just going to last right. you you know yeah. they're you know a lot of these things are very well made and you're not gonna you're not gonna kill it whereas a cheap one yeah you may buy one every year every other year because screw popped out and no longer you know one leg doesn't lock anymore those sort of things 
And I find the same mm-hmm. thing with um, things like light stands. Um, you know, spend a little bit more. Get the one that's mm-hmm. that's rated for more weight than you're going to put on it. Because those type of things, again, you're not going to buy, you know, a five six hundred dollar strobe or even you know um even if it's your two hundred dollar speed light and put it on this cheap stand and have right. to worry about it blowing over or falling down like you know better gear works better you know and it's a reason it costs a little bit more and if you're gonna have it for think about it what's the cost going to be for you over 30 years because you can literally have these things for 30 years right you know um you know and i feel like that's the kind of gear um you might not mind investing in if you're going to shoot um if you plan on staying with the same system it may make sense to like yeah wait a little bit save up a little more money and buy a better lens because you know a lens you can literally have for 30 years you know, and you may switch camera bodies to something that keeps up with the times, but mm-hmm. you know, you can use the same lenses. Nikon just changed their mount when they went to mirrorless, but they've had the right. same. You could use a Nikon lens from 1950, whatever, on the current Nikon model, you know. Mm-hmm. So if you think about it, and the lenses are still good and they'll still give you good images and they'll still do that, you know. So um, I think. The, the way to control your gas is to think about, okay, what problem is this solving for me? You know, don't mm-hmm. go, <laughs> you know, <laughs> don't buy, you know, you know how many people buy a, like a 1.2 lens and never shoot it at 1.2? Right. <laughs> you know, why'd you buy a 1.2 lens? Because, and here's everybody's answer, because it's sharp. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. you know what? All lenses are sharp, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> all lenses are sharp um so uh, yeah. you know i um i i think the last time i bought a film camera was probably like two years ago i haven't bought anything um because first of all i mean all the stuff i I do have i actually I, I i use it and i need to learn how to use it better some of the stuff better um but at the same time it's like i've decided that yeah okay i love shooting film um but it, again getting out of my comfort zone of shooting like sort of my typical landscape stuff i'm trying to learn how to do something else like portraiture photography which of course i could use my film gear for but i also want to learn how to use my main sony system better and so the only only time there it was a acquisition of gear is when i decided i'm gonna go buy some lights and of course with the advice of you you know looking at what i need uh deciding that now of course i kind of went slightly beyond what i might need for the potential of hopefully growing into it right and hoping that perhaps i don't have to buy twice even though for sure like the 8200 would have been perfectly fine um but you know gear acquisition i think is something that we should do with the research of what like you said what we actually need now if you if you can afford to buy it slightly higher than what you need and grow into it, fine. But you may never grow into it because you you will need, you know, 1.8 is, is perfectly fine for most of us. For all of us, actually, sorry. F4 is actually perfectly fine for all of us. Yeah, I, I think it's it's one of those things, like you said, think about what do you need and how are you going to use it? Um, what problem is it going to solve for you? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, you know, I think how long do you plan on keeping the gear? 
and the biggest thing you can do don't buy gear with the idea that you're going to sell it later like that's the worst thing you can do buy gear that you plan on keeping that you plan on using if you plan on like i'm going to buy this and you're looking at the resale value don't do it to yourself because gear will tank in a year you know it's the latest and greatest now um and it won't be in a few years so think about that um, if resale value is something that you are considering, um, then do your history. That's one thing where film gear wins. Um, film gear holds its value. You buy mm-hmm. a film camera today for $500. It may be worth $600 next year, you know, the right. way things are going. Or you, you would at least get with, get back what you paid for it. Like I can exactly. buy a $50 film camera, use it for three years and sell it for $50, mm-hmm. you know, whereas digital, not so much because technology moves so fast. You know, you're going to buy a $3,000 camera this year and next year they come out with a new model and yours may be worth $1,500, you know? So, right. you know, they, <laughs> they depreciate like uh exotic cars. Like <laughs> as soon as you drive them off the lot, it's worth nothing anymore, you know? Right. It's it's only worth that much when it's sitting new in the case. So, you know, um, think about that. Think about, you know, where your money is better put. You know, speaking along the lines of film photography, it's like, yeah, if you buy a, a $2,000, you know, Hasselblad kit, but now you can't afford film, <laughs> what, what are you doing, you know? Or if you, you know, or, you, you know, you buy a Sony and, you know, you go for the top of the line Sony and spending over 3K for a camera, but now you can't buy any lenses, you know, or you can't, you know, you can't afford your, 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 your Adobe subscription, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I said Adobe subscription because Clay hates Adobe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just going to say, when, <laughs> when you're done, I was just going to throw my rant in there. Mm-hmm. I know. I knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I pulled it out. Clay, Clay's, Clay's uh, um, not a proponent for subscription-based software. But No, I, I love it when a company gives you the option of subscription or not. Right. So buy I don't mind it. I don't mind if you give me the option. But if you just tell me subscription is the only way... Get the step in. Gotcha. Yeah. Cap- capture one for the win, people. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. You, you've used Capture One now with your film scanning? Come on. No, um, I think Capture One is uh, a much more refined software. So for those that may be suffering from a little bit of gas, um, <laughs> you know, it's a good investment. It will, you will see it. Like, it, okay, so let's look at something like that. Um, capture One and Lightroom essentially do the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. Capture One just does it better you know <laughs> yes it, it, it is i mean hands down yes. it's a more refined program it's a step up um you know it has its pluses and its minuses but for the most part i don't think anybody can argue with you that capture one is a better software you know hands down well you know it's funny because i i i, I did get like I, I didn't i stopped talking about capture one on twitter uh, or you know on instagram because i kind of did get pushback from people because Adobe is woven into the fabric, right? Like Adobe is one of those companies that is in everything. If you're doing video, if you're doing um, design, if you're doing photography, Adobe is there. Right. And many people have been with Adobe for a long time or or they have watched photographers and other uh, sort of uh, elite people talk about Adobe. And so right. when other people come along and say, 
you know, Capture One Pro, please just give it a try. Because especially if you're shooting like a Fuji, F- Adobe did not do well with Fuji files, right? right? So, and even Sony files were sort of borderline not doing so well in, in Lightroom. Like I, I remember trying a Capture One Pro a couple of years ago and looking at the files. Uh, yeah, you can get the same results, but just sort of off the bat, the files in Capture One Pro, I was like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. The picture is actually how I intended it to be. And I didn't have to do much tweaking. Like sometimes you just like, like there, there's a movement now happening with photographers wanting to only shoot JPEG, right? Because right. like a camera, like like a Fuji has really good presets in their camera for film simulations that in JPEG form look phenomenal. Now, right. if you're a J, if you're a, a shooter of Fuji, and you import that into Capture One Pro, the the when you go to the simulation section, it's exactly the same as you would if if you had shot it as JPEG. So Capture One Pro faithfully reproduced all of those. I think with the help of Fuji, probably they faithfully reproduced every single one of those presets in the camera, right? So in a way, I think Capture One Pro is really meant for people who are shooting tethered because you can you can basically see exactly what you're going to get right when you're shooting in the studio tethered because the, it's right there. Right. Um, shooting JPEG, um, you could you know have it as a cataloging a cataloging software for your JPEGs. Now, yeah, I I I, I will admit, Lightroom is a tad better at cataloging it, yes, it is and it, it wasn't is. in the beginning it has gotten better yeah i think light that's i think that's where um you know that software shines that's where lightroom shines as far as right. large catalogs um tagging mm-hmm. um that sort of thing organizing your files it does great um but yes. as far <laughs> as a raw editor it's mm-hmm. it's not on the level of capture one I think, right. you know, right. you're you're looking at, you know, if you were going to compare it to cars, you may have, you know, Mercedes and Rolls Royce. You, <laughs> know? <laughs> you know, I think I definitely think, you know, you put you put a top of the line Maybach Mercedes next to a Rolls Royce, both mm-hmm. high line cars. But you're mm-hmm. going to see a little bit more refinement in the Rolls Royce. Like you're gonna mm-hmm. see the details, and you're be like, "Wow, that's um, you know, that's ostrich skin instead of like regular <laughs> leather." You know, it's like things yeah, like yeah, that yeah. that you're right. like, "Wow, they really, you know, they really went the next step with this," yeah. and that's what I see with um, Capture One. But you know, I get- think okay. Mm-hmm. Before you go, we could jump off. I think when you look at Lightroom, you see it was developed by people who are software developers when you look at capture one pro you could see photographers who were involved in probably every step of it right and well and and just mm -hmm. keep in mind lightroom Mm -hmm. is just a fancy form of adobe camera raw right it is you know so uh, it's just adobe camera raw with a different interface so it's the same exact um it's It's a fancy bridge basically (laughs) yeah it's a fancy bridge it's just adobe camera raw with the more user-friendly interface and exactly. with the catalog um, feature attached to it. So it's not yes. really, but as far as, you know, the editing part of it, that's just Adobe Camera Raw. It's the same exact thing. So um, I don't know. It's 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 definitely a perf- personal preference, but yes. if you're looking for the to pull the most out of your raw files and that sort of thing, I think Capture One is the way to go. If you're a casual shooter who's looking to catalog, you know, large, um, large amounts of files, 
and keep them organized. I think Lightroom does a better job at that. You know? It does. So, All right, sorry, listeners, for the rant, but he he did it. He did it to me. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I knew it was coming. I I you know I knew that poke was gonna get a response. <laughs> no, but um, back to uh, yes. our topic. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, and I get calls all the time about should I buy, should I get, this is on sale. I, I think, the, and the first question I ask is like, well, what else do you have? Mm-hmm. You know, what other gear do you have? Um, okay, why would you replace it? Yeah, if, you're, if mm-hmm. your current piece of gear, like if you have a lens that doesn't focus in low light and you shoot in low light all the time, no brainer, right. you know. But if you want this new one just because it's supposedly better, um, you can't go off of that, um, mm-hmm. and you can't go off of everything you see on YouTube. You know, uh, real, real world, world, sorry, real world scenarios are much different than somebody running a test one day um, for a YouTube video. You know, they're making these assessments over you know a one hour shooting with a piece of gear Mm -hmm. whereas you know owning that gear for years you'll have a different a different opinion you know so maybe look for those reviews that are one year shooting with the new fuji this fuji one year shooting with this speed light one year shooting with this piece of gear because that's going to make the difference for you how is it going to affect you over you know a year because you know there's also those videos you know people with all these people recanting you know (laughs) why why i love the canon blah 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 you know six months later why i sold the canon blah 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 you know so why i'm leaving (laughs) why i'm leaving canon why why um you know why i'm going to sony why i love sony why i hate sony so and also remember (laughs) you know a lot of these guys are looking for views so you know take it with a grain of salt because i i think that's the that's a big driving factor for gas and photography is youtube you know i think photographer most photographers spend a lot of time on youtube and you know you see a photographer that you respect and you see what they're using and you want to use what they use you know it's just like a kid sees um lebron james he wants to wear sneakers you know is it going to make you a better basketball player wearing lebron james sneakers no is it going to make you a better photographer using the same gear that you know your favorite photographer uses no <laughs> so you know keep that in mind that a lot of times gear doesn't make you a better photographer you know um shooting practicing studying will make you a better photographer so yeah. um don't think you know oh if i get a Hasselblad i'm going to be great you're not <laughs> you're going to be the same <laughs> photographer with a really nice expensive camera <laughs> but that's it you know um, and with the film thing, I think um, with modern technology, a lot of cameras have become a lot closer. You'll be hard pressed to tell the difference between um, something shot on Leica glass, on Hasselblad, Rolleiflex, uh, Contax, Zeiss, like all these top brands. You put them side by side people will have a hard time picking them out, you know, mm-hmm. because I think we've moved away from the dark room and things are being digitally processed and it gives you a lot more options. So before when you didn't have 
the option to boost a contrast slider 10% to get the contrast back in your scan, you know, you needed that that expensive Hasselblad lens because it had better contrast. And that's what you're looking right. for in your images. And, mm -hmm. you know, it was a lot more work in the dark room, messing with papers and um, development times and this and that to kind of get that contrast back. Whereas now, you know, you scan it, you put it in Capture One, it needs a little more contrast. I boost mm -hmm. it up, you know, maybe 10%, maybe even 5%. Now it looks great, mm -hmm. you know. And, yep. you know, same thing with, like, sharpness, you know. Um, you can just add a little bit more sharpness. Um, True. You can add a little sharpening. So now my lens that I may have paid $100 for is looking just like that lens that costs maybe $1,200, mm -hmm. you know. And like I said, in real-world scenarios – people will be hard pressed to look at two prints and tell me what it was shot on, you know? Okay. So I think about that when you go out um, and start looking when the gas kicks in, it's like, <laughs> yeah. And in all fairness, you know, and I called and I told you this, I found a camera, a film camera that I wanted and I mm -hmm. bought it because I liked it. It didn't fill any gaps. It wasn't anything I needed. It didn't solve any problems. The only thing it satisfied was my gap because mm -hmm. it's just something I wanted. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think there's right. nothing wrong with buying something because you like it and you want it. But I think there's a problem when you're just not honest with yourself. You know, be, yeah. <laughs> be honest with yourself. Say like, hey, I'm buying this because don't say I need it. Don't say I'm buying this because... It's going to make me a much better photographer or my images are going to all be sharp now. No, if you were shooting out of focus stuff before, you're going to shoot out of focus stuff now. Like the lens mm -hmm. is going to um, help you. Now, the flip side of it is um, if you're a professional photographer, um, you should use the best, right? Because essentially, um, you know, if you're a wedding photographer and you find a lens that may focus a little bit faster and you get a lot more, um, your hit rate goes up 10%, yeah. then mm -hmm. I it's think that may, be, that may be worth it for you. Whereas, yeah. you know, if you're just, you know, the average dad that takes the the camera to the his son's games and shoot, I don't think it's as big a deal for you to, you know, switch your gear for a 10% um, increase. You know, mm -hmm. whereas a 10% increase productivity for like a wedding or a professional sports photographer may mean more money for them. Whereas yeah. for you, it's just going to mean I got one right, more, right. <laughs> I got one more picture of my kid blinking during the game. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, so it, I, I think about it that way, you know, and you know, when you're upgrading, um, you know, things like lights and it's like, Oh, well this, you know, has, you know, a 40% color accuracy well yeah i mean for a professional photographer that may make a difference but if you're saying you're buying this gear because it has better color accuracy but then you go on lightroom and as soon as you import it you immediately add your favorite preset which changes the colors <laughs> then you know what, what did you spend point? yeah what did you spend the extra fifteen hundred dollars to get this new light because it you know it had better color accuracy when as soon as you import it into Lightroom, you add your favorite preset that adds warmth or cools it down or, you know, adds a color cast that you love. And, you know, it's those sort of things that um, you have to keep in mind. Like if you're if you're 
if you know as soon as I, you take a picture and you import it into Lightroom, you you know, and I see I say this because yeah, I see a lot of photographers. I know that as soon as they put it in Lightroom, they boost the contrast or they boost mm-hmm. the structure or they you know they're doing all these things to it. Then the lenses are going to make a difference because you edit all your photos, right? <laughs> right? So yeah. if you're editing them, then you know buying new gear buying new gear to make the same images isn't making doesn't make sense you know <laughs> mm-hmm. so when you're thinking about adding gear um you know it, it, regardless of the regardless if you're starting with different file types if your end result is all going to be the same because you edit your photos all the same don't waste your money you know especially don't waste if you're your using someone else's presets because some people just at import they apply the the you know like the, I don't know if Capture One does that, but I know Lightroom does, where you could apply a preset right away, at import. Right. right and some right. people they just automatically because just like they love taking a gear that their favorite photographer shoots, they love to use their presets as well. And it's like, well, yeah, you now have gear acquisition of those presets. Mm-hmm. It's not your work anymore; it's their work. <laughs> it's the photographer yeah, well, who's well, presets well, you're emulating. Yeah. Well. Well. Keep in mind <laughs> about um, presets. Mm-hmm. Presets is like I would compare it to um, putting the same seasoning on all your food, yeah, on everything, on everything. So yeah. whether it's a banana, <laughs> whether it's yeah. salad, like everything you're eating, taking that same seasoning and putting it on there. Um, yeah. So yes, presets work, and I feel like they're a good starting point, but don't use them as something that will work for everything just because they said this is a landscape sunset preset that mm-hmm. you can use that worked in it may work 75 80 percent of the time but you know the other 20 to 25 percent your pictures are looking crazy because you added the preset mm-hmm. you know because you you trust this photographer well it said sunset preset <laughs> so and this <laughs> is a sunset yeah. so i put it on there you know so um, be careful with um, presets and a lot of stuff that you're paying for is just taking the time to learn how the software works so you can make the adjustments yourself and then mm-hmm. you can you know if you know it you know it's take it back to food if you know that salt makes it salty <laughs> you know you'll know okay i'm gonna add this amount of salt to get it to taste the way i want you know mm-hmm. and if hot sauce makes it hot I add this amount of hot sauce till it gets to the temperature that I want it. So, um, you know, you just take the time to learn these things and it'll save you money in the long run and you could save your own presets, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And that's all people are doing. They're editing a photo, saving a preset and selling it to you. Uh, it's not something that, um, it's just adjusting the sliders for you. I agree. But yeah, but I think, you know, um, you know with gear, um if you are going to acquire gear i think this time of year is the best um companies are selling off all their overstock dirt cheap this next the actually these next few days we're um, heading um into christmas and then into between now and new year's um it'll be a good time to buy gear things will get really cheap um, companies are trying to make their numbers. Stores are trying to make their numbers. Um, so you may be able to get some really good gear um, for a low price. Things I think that are worth adding if you don't have a good one. Um, tripods. Um, I can't say enough about a good camera bag. Um, cases for your lenses. The I hope I'm saying this right. The neoprene cases that you can get. 
um, mm-hmm. will protect your bag and, and they're not expensive. Uh, those sort of things, good light stand, uh, C stands, those sort of things that are going to change your shooting experience um, will be, a lot of them will be dirt cheap this time of year mm-hmm. and they're good add-ons and they're stuff you're going to keep and the stuff you're going to use every day. Uh, good camera straps, those type of things that you don't necessarily think about but think about you know how you feel when you're shooting and what would make it better you know yep. the best one of the best pieces of kit i ever bought was a pelican case mm-hmm. that thing one you can't kill it i've done <laughs> you know it's waterproof it's dustproof um it's lockable you can chain it up to thing um you can sit on it you can stand on it you can do everything with this case and how many do you have just one just one i just have the one and, and i think it's that's the, your on location yep that thing okay. goes everywhere with me it fits in it fits under the seat on an airplane or in the overhead okay it's it's a great uh it rolls so i don't have to carry anything protects the gear um yeah i think you know but you wouldn't think when you're going through like oh what do i if i'm a new photographer what do i need Get a Pelican case. Like, mm. this will, you know, it's probably going to outlive me. If the military uses them, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think yeah. you know, they're pretty good. Yeah. I, you know, this, this that would probably be a good what's in my Pelican case uh, YouTube video, actually. Yes. I think I need to do that. that Although, cool. and I would say get the one, uh, if you do get a Pelican case, get the one that has the dividers. Don't get the one mm-hmm. that has the foam because if oh, you yeah, get the one that the has foam, the foam, I heard it goes all over the place. No. Um. Well, when it when it gets old, I mean, it's mm-hmm. foam, so it's going to degrade. Yeah. Um. So you know, think of a sponge, an old sponge. Yeah, as it degrades, right. it's gonna. I mean, I think the um sponge ones do hold the gear a lot more secure. Mm-hmm. But if you get the one that has a divider, you can configure it to your day. So if you're taking different gear out, depending on where you're going, um, you know. And it, you know, and they sell attachments for everything from laptops to smaller pieces of gear. Um, okay. They even have uh, ones to section it off for your clothes and stuff if you're traveling. So it's mm. very versatile. Um, so you had the dividers in yours, right? I have the dividers in mine. Okay. And I also have the, the extra attachment that goes in the lid, but I never installed it where you can put your smaller, like, SD cards and hard drives and okay. that sort of thing. Uh, I, but I just left the foam on the top because I usually do carry a book bag, like a okay. book bag in addition. Yeah. Cool. So um, to sum up, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're going to buy <laughs> gear, make sure it solves a problem or it's just something that you lack. You know, if you don't have a tripod, I'm pretty sure most photographers at some point are going to need a tripod. And if you're going to buy something like a tripod, it's worthwhile getting a good one. Um, but you know, if you do have gas, um, just be honest with yourself, know that, okay, I buy gear because I like it and I like to have it, but don't try to justify it as, you know, oh, I need this because blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, I was reading on a blog that, you know, we've all been there. I think it's time, you know, 2020, let's be honest. Yeah. 2020 mm-hmm. vision. Let's see clearly. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. Let's see clearly in 2020. Um, you know, so just like, like a, you know, and if you if you do want to get gear, um, this is a good time to do it because um, a lot of stuff is on sale. Some of the sales are ridiculous, um, you know, 75 percent off on some stuff. So, you know, and it's it's cool to get the the old version if it was good enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what is it? Cool. So. All righty. And uh, 
I, I would add that if you are the kind of person who does have gas, do yourself a favor. And whenever you do go to places like B&H or Adorama or Amazon, try to know what it is you want before you go look at those places. Because whenever they have the deals, you're going to buy something that you don't really need. <laughs> or, you know, or actually not even know what you want, know what you need. Right. I would you know, when I bought that. my 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 uh, lighting gear, um, I already know I wanted better than what I had. Um, and I didn't need something beyond what I had. I was using just regular, you know, strobes, uh, regular, um, uh, what do you call those things? Uh, flash, the flash guns. What do you call them? Uh, speed lights? Yeah, regular speed light. Um, but but very often I try not to, I try not to pull the trigger on things just because it's on sale. Because that's what people do. And the gas, if you have gas and don't admit it to yourself, you, you may end up with a whole bunch of things that you're like, oh snap, I only bought it because it was on sale. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I could look around and see that. I'm like, why did I buy this? <laughs> yes. You know. I haven't bought anything unless it's one of those, you know, every now and then you go to Adorama or B&H and there's something that is like $10 and you're like, wow, that actually would solve a problem. And it's well, yeah. $10. Yeah, no brainer. That's fine. That's a no brainer. <clears throat> right. Yeah, exactly. I have a lot of things like that and, and, and I actually do use them. But again, if you if you have if you're the kind of person who knows that you're very easily um, to pull the trigger on things, maybe pull away for a little bit, go do some research. And sometimes YouTube is the way to go. Sometimes it's not because in YouTube, it's it it they will. There are a lot of people on YouTube who are actually sort of sponsored, yes, or given things, and very often it's not that clear. And they will tell you things about the gear that does not make it evident to you that perhaps it's not exactly as awesome as they portray it to be. I hate to say it. I, I don't want to call out yeah, you know, people uh, as uh, being, but, uh, you know. Yeah, there, there's definitely salesmen there. Um, yeah. You know, and they're never going to quite, um, they're not going to down a gear. They're not going to tell you that this gear is just as good at half the price. Right. You know, they'll always say, you know, you find out a lot with things like Profoto with Canon, with their big brands, right? Yeah. You have people that shoot those brands and I'm sure they may not be getting money directly from them, but you know, when they need something, they know they can call these brands, you yeah, know? So if true. they need something from Profoto for a shoot or they need, some lenses from Canon and Canon always sends it over. They're going to be a little bit, you know, more lenient, more lenient. And they're going to, they're going to watch out for their best interests. So, you know, yeah. take it with a grain of salt. Um, but there's something to be said about also, you know, holding on to gear and using it, you know, yeah. and learning it and not always buying something new, mm -hmm. then, you know, you'll never learn it. Cause it's always like, you know, it's like, like when you get into a car, when you first drive it, it may be great, but it still doesn't have that feel of your old car, you know, mm -hmm. and it takes you a while of driving it to get, you know, truly comfortable with it. But if you switch your car every, you know, <laughs> it's like people who constantly rent cars, you never really like comfortable in it and you don't get that mm -hmm. muscle memory and you don't know its strengths and its weaknesses. Um, and I think that's a good thing about, just working with the gear you have, learning the gear you have. And if that's your, if your mission is to become a better photographer, you know, limiting the amount of stuff that you're working with will make you a better photographer because you're going to, you know, you don't <clears throat> always tell people, you know, 
let, get the gear out of the way so you can focus on the photography because mm-hmm. everything is just a tool to make an image. And if you're constantly getting new gear, then you know, you're learning that gear all the time and you're not being able to focus on the image. So if you're able to keep gear longer and get it out the way so you can just focus on, um, you know, making images that you love. So, mm-hmm. and, and if that's what you're in it for, then try to limit your gas because every time you get a new camera body and everything else, like, I, I, you know, I hold workshops and guys walk in with the latest and greatest, you know, $5,000 piece of, you know, gear and lens and, you know, fumble with it for the whole shoot because they don't know how to use it. You know, it has all the bells and whistles, but they don't know how, <laughs> how to ring the bells and how to blow the whistles. Like <laughs> just, They're just fumbling. So it makes no sense where, you know, their old camera is probably just fine and they knew it backwards and forwards and they could just shoot with it, you know? And that's what it comes mm-hmm. down to is, you know, if you're in photography for the images or you're in it for the gear, you know, and there's some people that yeah. are just in it for the gear. They like the gear and that's fine. You know, it's just like some people get cars and they drive them and some people get cars and they wash and wax them and put them back in the garage. <laughs> you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. and if that's what you are, then that's what you are. But, you know, so I guess, you know, I guess defining, you know, going back to what we said in the beginning, defining your purpose and why you're buying what you're buying. And if it's actually solving a problem for you. Very true. Sir. Any uh, anything happening on the the blog front? Um, well, I'm looking to. Um, well, I really somehow I acquired um, a decent amount of cameras again. I sold a bunch of cameras, but somehow I acquired <laughs> a lot again. I don't know how it happened. It's just I I have I have gas and I can't turn down a good deal, you know. <laughs> And I think being able to repair film cameras has made it worse on me because now I can get stuff that's, you know, for parts to repair even cheaper than, you know, the other stuff. And I can't mm-hmm. turn down a good deal. Um, and, you know, I, I've, I've come to the conclusion that that's my problem. You know this. Um, but I would like to speak on some of the gear that I have acquired. So I would definitely like to um, do some I guess, vlog um, mm-hmm. for YouTube and stuff to, you know, because I think my ultimate goal is to save people some time mm-hmm. and save them some money as far as gear, because I'm finding out that you don't have to go um, top tier, especially with film cameras and even with digital um, to get really good images because I'm still shooting on the Sony a6000. I haven't upgraded. I've had it for years. That thing goes everywhere with me. I beat it up. It's been around the world. It's still ticking, Mm -hmm. you know? So, Mm -hmm. because again, I've used it enough to know its strengths and its weaknesses. So, Mm -hmm. you know, just speaking on that, as far as like, you don't always have to go top tier um, for for what you're doing. And I've taken images from the Sony a6000 and blown them up to poster size. So a lot of things about the megapixels and this and that is a myth, you know? I would agree. You know, I printed books from the Sony a6000, um, you know, and they would consider that a prosumer camera, you know, mm-hmm. or it, it really a consumer camera, really. You know, yeah, yeah. it's something you would go to Best Buy and pick up if you were getting into photography. So just, um, you know, just speaking on how some of the not letting the price dictate what you can get done, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, just want to that's going to be a mission for 2020 
I guess, yeah, I think, you know, 2020, 2020 vision, seeing things clearly is a good way to look at this new year, you know, and just helping people to get a little more clarity on, you know, photography, because I've spent a lot of time, I spent a lot of money. And (laughs) if I could cut that time and money down for somebody else, Mm -hmm. that's what I think, you know, my goal would be ultimately to help somebody cut down that time and that money. Like I went through it, I've searched it. Um, I've been through all the digital. I've been through all the film stuff. Um, I've been through all the studio stuff. And just letting people know, like, this will work. This might not work for you. Save your money on this. Spend your money on this. You know, and this has been my experience. And, you know, I've been blessed to work, been blessed to be able to work with a lot of other photographers, both um, hobbyists and professional, and seeing their journeys. So just to share that information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think um, a lot of times I think people don't want to hear what I have to say, but I think ultimately coming from the perspective of this, is this probably is going to help a few people, you know, and I've noticed that from my YouTube, I put up some, you know, camera repair videos and shocked at the number of thank yous. Like, oh man, thank you. I was looking, you know, and it's just something I think is so um, trivial and simple, but Mm -hmm you know, just putting that information out there to help somebody else. I think that's great. True, true. So what do you have coming up? Uh, just uh, working on this, you know, uh, continuing to, through my lens um, and the bloggings. I'm actually getting a lot of uh, good feedback on, on through my lens, uh, you know, episodes. The latest one on emotion was actually um, received really well by people. And um, I'm hoping to continue that more in uh, in 2020. Nice. And the blogging, I'm, I'm not really good at writing because I, I, I mean I don't know if English is because English is my second language, but uh, it feels good when I do. Uh, and I have been trying to blog more on uh, on cwdaily.com. So hopefully more of that in 2020. Awesome. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, shall we wrap her up? Yes, I think we should. We're where shall people go to check out all of the stuff so i guess the easiest way to find me is at devon warren photo that's d-e-v-o-n-w-a-r-r-e-n-f-o-t-o on all social media platforms and from there you can get to my website and contact information and everything yeah and make sure you guys go check out the headshots the portraits the concepts the concept the zombie concept is pretty cool <laughs> oh, thank you thank you who who, who came who came up uh, when was this actually this was maybe two years ago um around halloween and uh-huh. i'm lucky enough to know um a movie makeup artist and she happened oh. to be working on a movie with i think bill murray was in the movie it was about zombies they were filming mm-hmm. it and it was right around that time that she was working on set. So, you know, when I said, hey, I want to do something for Halloween, that's when the zombie stuff came to life. And she's really mm-hmm. good. It, you know, really good. It was, like, amazing to see the transformation. You're using, like, a red gel on the um, f- flash? Yeah. So those are oh, okay. red gels. And, um, yeah, I think all those were gelled light. That's so the, the background light was gelled onto yeah, the everything, backdrop? Yeah, everything was gelled um, to get that's that effect. Cool. Yeah, nice, really well. I like it. Yeah, yeah so go check yeah. out. Yeah, make sure to check out his website. All right, and I'm at CW Daily everywhere. The website CW Subby, blah 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 CWDaily.com. Awesome. We'll catch you guys in the next one. And uh, yeah, make sure to to reach out to us. You know, we're yes. all we're, we're very open and available. So just message us on Twitter or Instagram or via our websites. Alrighty, I think this is the last episode for this year, right? Yeah. 
Is yeah. we're almost at the unless yeah because you you uh, yeah you'll be gone so <laughs> yes or maybe maybe uh I can figure out a way from do it abroad that'd be awesome oh yeah that would be awesome actually at, at least I'm at least I'll be warm yeah because <laughs> you're freezing right though oh man it's like you know sub-zero temperatures today up here <laughs> we got this frost so yeah all right listeners thanks for listening all right ciao, ciao.